Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast, everyone. Uh, I have with me a very special guest. This is Chris Thompson. Is it all right to call you CJ? Is that is that what you usually? Yeah, get? either one. Yeah, I go by CJ. All right, CJ, and uh, CJ is actually a very special guest because he's uh, he's probably got the most accolades of anyone that we've that we've had on at the moment uh, so far. Um, he has a, a bachelor of science uh, and a master's in geoscience, and also he has a doctorate in curriculum and instruction. So that that for me is the most uh, the most key one for today because um, you're going to be highly qualified. You're coming from from this case study from a perspective of someone that's very highly qualified to judge us and our own curriculum. So I'm really excited to chat with you today. Uh, but would you mind just starting off with uh, just a, an introduction? Tell us a little bit about about yourself. Yeah. So. Um, I as you say, uh, most of my degrees, all my oh, degrees, I've already said everything, haven't I? <laughs> um, are in education, and that's really just been my whole career. Um, I started as a, well, I, in 85, I started as a substitute teacher, and then eventually ended up in Houston, Texas, and that's mostly because um, I was living in uh, Michigan at the time and substitute teaching, but my Spanish was okay, so I started looking for jobs in places where I could use that, and Texas ended up being a place. So I started teaching in 88. So I've taught, I've taught teachers, I've done curriculum development, I've done assessment, I've done uh, like coaching of teachers and skills specialists. Um, and uh, I guess the other, the other part of that was that when I moved to Houston, Texas, I had four years of high school Spanish. And that was a good solid base of, I guess what you y'all would call learning, but not necessarily acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I could carry on a, a simple conversation and I could read it and, and write, um, but I had no real practical experience in Spanish. Um, but being, being in a classroom every day with kids that don't speak English, but speak Spanish, that's, that's how I really developed Spanish. But that was really my only one, that's my one success story despite making maybe not very serious attempts at learning a bunch of other languages. Um, uh, mostly with, you know, the traditional methods. And uh, so by the time I got to uh, Mandarin Blueprint in 2020, um, I had tried nearly everything um, that you could think of to learn languages and lots and lots of different languages, including Chinese. Um, and that's, anyway, so that's, that's, that's how I got to where I am today. Um, when I signed up for Mandarin Blueprint, uh, that's my educational experience, my work experience, and sort of my language experience. What was it that, uh, was there any specific problem you were facing that caused you to search for a Chinese course, or is it just a passion of yours, language? Uh, well, so yeah, I would say several things. One is just sort of a bucket list. You know, I, I, uh, my Spanish is good. Um, but I would like it a language and Chinese is, is different enough. Mm. Um, I ended up, you know, when I took uh, my freshman year of college, I actually took Tagalog just because it was very different. Um, we had Chinese at University of Michigan, um, but it was, it was a tough course. Um, and so, so yeah, so it was sort of a bucket list thing. I would say the other thing is in the States, it, we're on lockdown, so mm, mm. Um, I had that. Plus, I just finished up my doctorate, and so you know, my brain. I'm, I'm just one of those people who sort of like uh, can't sit still intellectually or at least uh, academically. 
and you know lockdown has made it tough so i i saw this and i said well i'll, I'll give it a try so tell me more about your uh, your doctorate in curriculum um so what would, what would be the specific name for it so um, curriculum instruction it's uh, it's it's so my my education experience has really been uh, uh, professional and, and education is has been um, science. So it's, it's a STEM education. So mm. that's STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, mm -hmm. um, and it is actually global. What do they call it? So it had lots of, uh, of ideas in it. STEM, global education, um, and then curriculum instruction is, is really the department at the Texas Tech University. Um, but it was also about research. So um, we, I, we had to be, we had to obviously do research and write a dissertation. So it's all, it's that idea as well. Now, um, but despite that, I mean, the, the, the degree wasn't really focused on developing curriculum, but that actually is my current job. I work for a, a company called Accelerate Learning, and that's all we do is we develop math and science curriculum. Uh, and I've done that at the district level as well. So um, in my blog, when I was writing about uh, the development of this course, what I call the scope and sequence of the course, mm. that was really based on my, my experience as a curriculum developer, which is uh, what you do with the curriculum development is you look at standards. For me, it's been science, sometimes math. Uh, you look at the standards, what are the educational objectives, and then you try to put them in order and develop the learning experiences that are going to get the learner to that to that uh, uh, outcome. Yeah, and you already wrote. I, I think one of our most impressive uh, case studies um, are for you already wrote the the full article um, and used citations and all sorts of uh, uh, fancy academic uh, stuff. And <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I just, like I, said, I just finished the doctorate and I. Every You're time in I that mode. Now, I have yeah. FPA six citations. And it was fantastic. I, I was so impressed. And um, I'm going to put a link to that on this podcast and vice versa. I'll put a link to the, the podcast in, in the, uh, in the uh, post. Um, and uh, this, this chat really is just, I just want to sort of delve a little bit, either delve deeper or uh, just go over, just do a voiced version of it if you like, or whatever right. you like to do. Um, but uh, what would it mean for you personally or professionally or both if you could reach your goals in Chinese? And you notice I say reach your goals because not everyone has the same goals. Not everyone right. likes to, they say, not everyone wants to say, oh, I want to speak like uh, the most fluent. I want to go on Chinese TV and speak fluently and all this sort right. of stuff. Whatever your goals are, uh, let me know. But what would it mean for you if you achieved them? Um, well, so uh, right now my goal, and uh, I just decided probably two weeks or three weeks into signing up for this course um, that I am going to, before January 1st, 2022, I want to take and pass the HSK four. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, uh, I didn't even know what the HSK four was before I took the course, but um, actually on recommendation of you and uh, Phil, I uh, started, uh, I got myself this HSK uh, one book. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually have books one through four. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, anyway, that's my goal. And it's, and it's really, I mean, it's, it's not going to do anything for me professionally that I know of, although I will say this, 
Um, we started out uh, in my company, we started out just writing curriculum for Texas. So that's where we are. We're all now actually um, in all 50 states. Uh, we've written curriculum for every state. Uh, United States does not have a national curriculum, but we do have something called NGSS, which is 21, 22 states have signed up. So we've written to that, but mm. we're expanding now into the international market. So, it, you know, who knows a couple of years from now, um, if, if uh, uh, we are in the Chinese market, um, we may want people to go to China. Uh, so yeah, it would be, that would be really cool if um, travel, <laughs> someday we'll be allowed to travel again. Um, and if, if that, oppor that opportunity arises professionally, that would be cool. Um, my wife and I also like to travel. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's, it's been nice. Uh, we traveled the Rhine. Um, and before that, I just, I just studied just enough to say a few, you know, German phrases, and that was really nice. Uh, uh, German people in, in general were very uh, warm and welcoming. If you just, I've, I've noticed that every time. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I uh, the in the in the Houston area, most mm -hmm. hospitals are staffed by a lot of Filipinos, mm -hmm. uh, and when I can drop a little Tagalog on them, you know, that is always it's always nice. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Chinese is, I guess, one of those ones, uh, one of those languages that uh, I am constantly encountering people who speak Chinese, um, mm -hmm. uh, especially Houston. We know we have we have a really big international uh, um, population. Um, I was at the pharmacy just the other day, and mm -hmm. uh, there are some people in there having re they're really struggling to get their their prescription. I obviously don't speak enough Chinese to help there. Um, but they were they were um, taking some time uh, and blocking the line, and so they turned around to me and eventually said, "I'm sorry," and I just said, "Ming Wendy," and they were just like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so um, like the 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 HSK four goal is really just sort of an arbitrary one that I picked out of a hat, um, but yeah, so that. But I said it aloud to my wife just so that it existed in the universe. Um, That's a good um, idea. Like, let get yeah. those get those goals out. Tell your friends so that if you don't reach them, it's, it's yeah. just a little bit embarrassing. You got to have that little bit of social, you know, stigma attached. And yeah. Stuff. And so yeah. And that would that would like I say that's that was that's really just it's it was like when I signed up for the uh, the, the PhD program. It's just mm. it's like it was something to do. It was a goal. Having a PhD would be cool, um, and so I put it out there. And, you know, four years later, I had it. So this is—I have what, 16, 17 months to go, um, and I think it's probably doable. How far? How long have you been on the course so far with us? You know, that's—I—I I looked it up the other day because I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's probably been a couple months. May 29th is when I got my confirmation email for signing up. Mm. So um, all of June and most of July. So it's probably it's been seven weeks. Yeah, uh, so, you know, seven yeah. is definitely short of eight weeks. So um, which is pretty amazing because uh, you know I I I actually in um, first year of college I met a woman uh, half Chinese who was actually 
she grew up in America. So she took the Chinese class on Saturday mornings, but didn't really speak Chinese at home. And she was learning Chinese. Um, and so I was in that sort of uh, Chinese, like peripherally in that community. Um, and I had language partners and I probably learned, you know, a few phrases and maybe two dozen characters. Um, but I'm up to like 300 now um, in seven weeks. And, uh, you know, I think the other thing is, and, and other people have co commented about it in the course and I uh, commented it in, uh, about it is, you take an introductory Chinese course and, you know, day one, you're going to learn how to say, in, in air quotes, say, you know, pleased to meet you, good morning, um, what is your name? Those yeah. sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, and in this course, that's not the way it works. It's, but seven weeks in, well, I mean, when I say air quotes, what you learn to, what you learn to do is parrot those phrases almost literally like a parrot, right? Yeah. Thing and whatever. Um, <laughs> we're seven weeks into this course and I thought, oh, how do you say, pleased to meet you? And I just sort of like wrote it in my head. Right. Um, and then, cause I always, every time I'm um, in uh, Mandarin Blueprint, I always have a Chinese typing uh, um, website up. So I just typed what I thought was the way to say pleased to meet you yeah copy paste it into google translate and they're like yep that's the way you say so anyway so like you say it it's a it's a it's it's much different writing a sentence or constructing the language yourself than just parroting it you know yes. we um we 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 have that same issue in in, in uh, uh science classrooms you know science mm -hmm. classrooms i don't know we used to get I used to hear a lot um, when I first started teaching a lot of professional development in science for science teachers is they, they would quote you these statistics that you, in an introductory chemistry class or biology class, you learn more new words than you would in introductory French or Spanish, right? Um, but the way we would do it was wrong, I always argued, and that was you'd start a unit, here's all the, here's all the electrical circuit terms conductor oh. incident right and here's the word here's the definition and the kid has no experience with those things and they don't stick um and i invented this thing called woodles when i was teaching teachers mm. they were just they're like little cardboard boxes on sticks and some mm. had fried beans and so they rattle and i would take half the teachers and put them in a room and they would copy down i created seven words right describe these rules and they would copy down the words and they would do a worksheet and then the other half of the teachers they would be playing with these woodles and as they played with them we would introduce vocabulary and they would write their own definitions for them and then we'd come together and, and take a test on these and the people who had experience mm. were the ones that you know that could use the words uh, uh, meaningfully and yes. so so, yep. you know, we, we have that thing in science where science is full of vocabulary and you can teach kids science vocabulary mm. with here's the word, here's the definition, here's the word, and they can drill them. But I'm like, no, no, just the kids need to work with the thing because if you don't work with the thing, you don't need the word. And, exactly. You know, my argument has always been, yeah. if, that's why language exists. That's yeah. why I'm afraid <laughs> because 
No one needed a word for a giraffe before yeah. they had seen a giraffe. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, and that's how so, you learn anyway. your first language, right? You pick stuff right. up, you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, and another, another uh, bit of research I found was um, that in, I guess, in the United States, or English-speaking kindergartners, they show up in kindergarten, six, six, five years old, and they already have a 10,000-word vocabulary. And my argument is they did not get that. The moms do not say, we're going to the grocery store. So here's a list of all the things you'll see at the grocery store, right? Memorize this shopping list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And they do, as you say, the kid points to that. And then, like, well, apple, apple. And then the kid points to something else and says, apple, no, that's not an apple, that's a pear. Mm. Huh. They're living it. They're living the language, right. not just not just learning it. Yeah. Right. Right. Anyway, so um, so that's you know you say so it's 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 um, and the, so going back to like the Woodles thing is by the end of, of the kids uh, when they had the teachers playing with Woodles by the end of it they were writing their own sentences right in other words they were using they were using the words to <laughs> define the words. Um, because they had experienced it. And I think that's, I mean, that's, that's the, as I said, it's the whole point of language is, is, is it's your way of getting ideas across. Um, and you have to be able to instruct phrases and questions, not just recite phrases and questions. And I think that's the, that's, I think that's the, that's obviously the, the Mandarin blueprint method, right? is to get you to that point. Um, and that's the other, I guess the other thing is that um, I talked about in, in the, the, the blog I wrote, the article I wrote, mm -hmm. which was, it seems, it seems counterintuitive um, mm -hmm. because people, people say this isn't the way a language course works. Well, yes, you're right. It's not the way a traditional language course works, but it, I always, I would tell people, just think of this as you want to speak like a native, you got to learn like a native. Yes. Native means born into it. So yes. what do babies do? Babies start mm -hmm. off, all they do is make sounds, right? They just mm -hmm. make the sounds. And, and uh, babies actually make the sounds of all the languages in the world. Yeah. So uh, when you were a baby, you made all the sounds of Mandarin Chinese. Uh, it's just that if that wasn't your home language, it didn't mm -hmm. get encouraged, right? Yeah, and that's why I wanna, I've got my, my new baby. I want to make sure he, he doesn't, because we're going to go to England at some point very soon. I want to make sure that he doesn't ever lose that ability because it's tough to, yeah. to learn it when you're an adult, you know, get it to learn it back again. It's very tough, but you can do it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's very tough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, and when you think about it, babies, um, you were even making the clicks of a language like, right. like or something like that. Right. 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 Because babies just make random weird sounds. And then, yeah. and then if, as you say, if, 20, 30 years later, you try to look, try to speak Hosa, making those sounds is like, that's so hard, but you were making them. Anyway, um, yeah. so the point is, yes, yeah, so mm. babies just start on making sounds and only, I have a three-year-old grandson mm. and he's just now, you know, forming sentences himself. Um, and uh, I think the other thing I said in, in, the, in the article, the, the blog was, I don't think I took a formal a class called grammar until high school, yeah. right? Because I didn't like and a, uh, um. You know, I had this conversation with uh, my Chinese language partner. You know, mm -hmm. who we were talking about forming, uh, 
nouns from adjectives like happy and happiness mm. and sad and sadness. Um, and he was like wondering, does that rule work all the time? And I'm saying, no, not all the time. Um, but what I point out to him is if, uh, and because English of course has all these just weird, yeah. yeah, that's a rule except for all the times it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. um, but what I point out to him is like uh, children, if you said braveness, people would know what you meant, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and I guess the, 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 the point is, a person who says braveness understood the rule. Oh, ness, right? Like, and, and babies or children do that all the time. They say things like, I runned. Yeah. No, they have to be corrected. But the point is, they, they, they learned a rule. Mm -hmm. And it's the ED on the end of thing means past tense. And they use it. And you understand what they mean. They just have to, well, sorry, English is messed up and run is not a word. We have ran. Why? I don't know. And that's another um, thing. They don't, they're not worried about making mistakes. They don't have that right. neuroticism that comes with uh, years and years of trauma that we get. So, yeah, so we, uh, you know, they, 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 they're happy to make mistakes and, oh, that's wrong. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's ran. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then they just carry on. Well, uh, and the, and the, the, you know, I think, and I posted it recently that, that, that my, my sentence that I was so proud of um, about seeing my teacher at the store yesterday. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think Phil corrected it. I had you know, some of the phrases in the wrong order. But the point is, he understood it, right? Understood it too, yeah. He understood it, um, and it, it, it made sense. It's just like, well, this is generally the rule for the order of things. Mm. Um, but I was able to, to take all the things and put them in nearly the right order based on the fact that, uh, you know, that I had been getting the input. I mean, I think, and, you know, things like this, uh, this is, so um, what I've done with this is I just, so it's got, if you're familiar, are you familiar with these kinds of books? I've never seen that actually. I didn't, uh, it's a graded reader. It's got a lot of, like stories and things like that. Right, right. So and what I'll do is it starts off with full, full Hansu and mm. then it's got, um, then it's got like the, Hanzi, the pinyin, and the English. So the first time through this book, I, um, I would do the Hanzi pinyin English, and I would try to cover up the, the pinyin English, and try to say the words, and then try to translate, and then look at it. And I did that like two or three times. Mm. Um, but by the time I had done it two or three times, I was enough through the course where the 150 characters here I knew, and mm. now all I do is I go through and I read the full Hanzi stories and just check myself sometimes um and i've got the hsk2 reader i picked it up uh, a couple weeks ago a week or so ago and, and tried to try to read through it and it was still it was at that level that you know we talk about that you and phil talk about that i talk about in the blog which is it was i'm still in the frustration for that you know so it's it's still a little too high um but i i figure probably by the end of august an HSK2 reader will not be a problem for me, and I'll do the same thing uh, with that. Um, it's what we call uh, in early education a print-rich environment, right? You want to be uh, surrounded by a lot. I mean, especially like for three and four-year-olds, um, they want that. You want a print-rich environment where you're just you're mm -hmm. constantly having exposure to. Um, and you know, and this is something else that, uh, that you talk about. It, mm -hmm. The, the best input maybe is that input that's just above where you are uh, linguistically. Um, 
so that it pushes you higher. But I mean, babies and children, they're constantly surrounded by like the news and that's at a level that's <laughs> way too high, right? And um, so, so uh, I think it's okay to have uh, input. Um, like I, I just recently watched a really bad Chinese movie. Um, uh, and some of it, a lot of it was English. <laughs> Pardon? That doesn't narrow it down very much. No, no, well, <laughs> it, was, it was actually, it was something called, the translated, uh, I didn't bother looking for the, uh, to try to really figure it out, but the translated um, title was Vixen. And it was, it's about a, it's about a, anyway, it's about a lady cop and, and terrorists, but they're actually robbers. It is, it is actually an unapologetic ripoff of Die Hard, but <laughs> imagine Chinese lady in the place, in the Bruce Willis. Fantastic. <laughs> and, and, and the building's under construction, just like Nakatomi Towers, and it's, it's for some unexplicably Christmas for no, no reason other than they are just totally ripping off Die Hard. Uh, anyway, um, so I'm watching that. I'm watching that, and um, and the cool thing was, even though there were subtitles, I was like, oh, I understood, you know, 50% of that sentence. Um, so, and I'll probably I'll probably keep up with with that as well. Is just you know try to get some of that, because that's the I guess the course is great, um, and and you know nearly every on well, every time I think that there's there's you know printed text. You get the you get the um, the the spoken, you know the the sounds. Um, but what what my what I'm trying to get from my language partner and maybe some uh, Chinese films or television is like just a ton of spoken Chinese mm. at native speed. Um, so, but I am to the point I'm into the point of the course where we've got those opinions and stories. Uh, um, and dialogues. Mm. And so that is, you know, a, I think a nice digestible chunk of spoken Chinese, which is, I think, um, where, where I want to, where I want to push next. Cause, um, not surprisingly, I think my, my reading, you know, is I'm, I'm pretty pleased with my ability to read, you know, mm. when I, I look at something like, uh, this, yeah so i look at this right you know and i'm like i can read that i mean it's like here's a, and i would say I mean, they're dumb stories but you know people go to the store and buy cups <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean people go to the store and buy cups and they're very pretty cups and you want to buy some cups yes you have some cups yes i have some cups they're very pretty cups yes they are very i'm happy to buy those pretty cups um <laughs> so People do a lot of talking about cups and dogs and cats and, uh, <laughs> and tables and chairs. Um, but I mean, like say, I, I, I mean, there's a, there's this whole story and I can read it in Chinese. So that's, that's really cool. Um, that's uh, the one part I think I'm, that I, and I think, I think y'all do it in the correct order as well. Um, that is, you know, the sounds and then words, and then sentences, um, and I'm only now ready for uh, stories or, or entire dialogues, which is, of course, the opposite. A, a dialogue is what you would start out with in most, most yeah. courses, and it would just be 
parroting phrase, you paraphrase, you paraphrase. So. What, um, what three parts, you went into this in great detail, I think, but uh, <laughs> in your article, but, uh, which is fantastic, but um, just off the top of your head now, what three parts of our curriculum have made the biggest impact on you? Well, and of course, in the article, I put four. And, but, the, but, the, but number one was really just sort of, I guess, the underlying foundational, right, uh, uh, the structure of the course and how it's set up. But, you know, for specific things, so how's the movie method, which I went into detail, was, I mean, that is, I would say, probably most people if, who try to learn Chinese characters do some method of the Hanza movie method. That is to say, they look at a character, they're like, I don't know, try to, what does it look like or whatever? And, and then, um, you know, I had, when I was learning Chinese, I had, I understood some bit of memory search and how vivid imagery was supposed to help you. So I tried to do that. Um, but, but I think the other thing is it's systematic, right? I didn't have a system to it. Um, so, and the other thing I talked about in the article is that the, the other part of that system is you kind of have to already know all the parts before you can develop the system, right? Like, how many props do you need? I mean, that's, that's, that's a question. Like, you're, you're, you can only, like, you could come up with a prop for absolutely every stroke, you know, or, or I mean, a prop for every character, and then you would have thousands of props, and you can, your brain can't handle that. We could come up with five props, you know, or there are seven props based on strokes, but then like scenes would have 30 props in them or something like that. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, so the same thing with, with, you know, where to break the initials and the finals that determines, you know, how many actors you have and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's what's great about the method is it's, I know it's based on research, I know it works, um, but it, it's systematic. And it's a system that I could not have come up with on, on my own. So there's that. I would say there's the, also the, uh, what was the other thing I said? So how's the movie method? Oh yeah, the, the software, the, um, right? And I was going through some software. I was going through the Anki deck last night. And, you know, I, I zip through the, the, the course, you know, I, I'll zip through the course and, and maybe get a 10 new characters a day. And when I say get 10 new characters a day, I know I'm not getting them, right? I developed the movie, and sure enough, they come up in the Anki deck, and I'm like, what the heck? I don't remember that at all. Um, but I never worry about it, right? Because I'm like, I'll just do again, again, again. Um, and it's, it's again, it, it's, it's, like, it's like the, the Hansa movie method. I couldn't come up with a system on my own, right? And same thing with, like if I had a bunch of flashcards, I could like, okay, I'm gonna put this in the pile I don't really know. I'm gonna put this in the pile of, right? But then when do I look at it again, um, right? If it's in the I don't know pile, should I look at it right away? When, how, when should I look at it? Is this a maybe pile? How often do I look at the maybe pile? So I could do that, but there's no way, I mean, it would just be way too difficult. Mm. With the Anki deck, with the SRS, I don't worry about it. I'm just like, I just like, you know what? I couldn't come up with that character at all. I'm going to hit again. That was good, but it wasn't like this. So I'm going to hit good. Right. And then I don't worry about it. And mm. what I'll notice is a character will show up, you know, if, 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 and they'll show up and I'll be like, Oh, 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 
got it. And I, I am pretty confident that when that happens, like if it had been a day later, I wouldn't have gotten it, right? So the, the system knows really, right, when to bring it back just before you, just before it dropped off so that, you know, and then it'll show you more frequently and eventually you get to the point where like, um, like if it doesn't show up for a month, that's because, you know what, I got it and I'm not worried about it. So that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, well, I say it's like the force, right? Just don't worry about it. Just, just go with it. Yeah. Uh, let, let the Anki deck, let the SRS worry about all that stuff. Um, and then, then uh, like, I guess the third thing is just those, the, you know, the supplemental videos, um, which are becoming more and more uh, important later on in the course. Early on, the, the, the video videos, the regular videos are, are uh, you know, really all, you're getting all your content from that. Um, but uh, these supplemental videos, they're, like, they're motivational. They, 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 um, for me, what I like is when, when you do talk about the research and you do, uh, uh, like not everybody is gonna like that, but you know, with an educational background, I'm like, yes, yes. And like, and you know, I, I pointed out, you know, that especially for someone who's like steeped in education, I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's Vygotsky's zone of proximal understanding. That's, you know, it's just like foundational stuff in education. I see it. And it's, so sometimes it's, it's nice in those videos to see, make it explicit. And then, um, you know, you're also, I'm also now just finally hitting the, the, the grammar point lessons, right? Where um, you take one aspect of grammar and just sort of say, let's look at that. Let's apply it to a bunch of different situations, which, which I find really, really good. Um, you know, just uh, comparisons. I mean, it's like, okay, because you, you, you know, I've seen lots and lots of comparison sentences, but I really want to say, okay, what about this case? What about this case? What about this case? And you just notice a, little, a lot of my posts are, you know, even early on, you would like, I would see something I'm like, oh, okay, what about this? What about this? Does it work in this? Does it work in this? Mm -hmm. um, and that's what these videos are starting to do now. They're like, okay, in this case, you would do this. In that case, you would do that. And so I would say those are probably the, the three even though that, like that third one is kind of broad, those uh, uh, those extra videos, but those uh, definitely the, the Hanza movie method and the SRS are like the two solid components that have you know got me to this, gotten me where I am. Yeah, tell me. So with regarding the SRS, had you never used it before? You the course? No, no, no. Like say, um, I took a Pimsleur Arabic. Ah, so it's um, SRS, but like kind of a, a basic. Yeah, one. yeah. So it's, it's uh, and I, I, it's, what is it? And I put it in the, um, something, yeah, it, it is. Um, so yeah, Pimsler is, he, it was in the 60s. He had this, it's something graded, uh, graded interval or something. Space, anyway. uh, well, the first, the SR of SRS yeah. is. Uh, yeah, no, but, but, you know, but, but Pimsler, he, he when he came up with it, he had it was another term, but it was almost the same same idea that Obviously. that you that you have you have different intervals. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can say it's 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 in the article I wrote, um, but the Pimster course, and it was like I just took the it was a free introductory Arabic right like the course one, and it, it does it does the spaced intervals gradient gradient interval. So you get some words and phrases, you get them a lot at first, and then not so much and then not so much. The point is 
um, it's unlike the SRS, it's not responsive to the to the learner, right? Mm -hmm. So in other words, you get a lot at first, and then they the gradient the intervals get longer between repetitions. But if you're having trouble, if you're struggling with something, too bad, it's not going to show up for a while. Or if you've already got something, too bad, you're going to get sick of looking at it because it's going to be repeated a lot. Um, it's just sort of hard-coded into the system. You know, the, the intervals are hard-coded. Um, but so I, I was just thinking about this. There, I, I can't remember. I can't even remember what it was last last night. Um, the j, the j, the the character for ing, right? Oh, uh, right? yeah. That's a complicated character. For some reason, I I got it like that. I don't know why. But then there will be there was some other. It was actually a two character word that I it, it showed it to me like five times in the mm -hmm. same sitting. And I'm like, you know, I still don't remember. I still don't remember. But that was the cool, that's the cool part about SR, the SRS. The Anki deck is like, okay, you know what? Again, again, again. Um, and it, so, um, yeah, I mean, everybody's brain is obviously is different. Uh, and the things, I just, the things that will stick and the things that don't stick um, for everybody's, as we know, it's, it's based on, you know, personal experience. Like what, what lived experiences do you have that help the things stick? Um, those are different for everybody. So there are some things that I'm going to be like, got it right away. And some things I'm like, uh, I know you showed, I know you just showed it to me, but I still don't remember it. So show it to me again. So that's, you know, that's what, that's me. I, I, I wish I could go back to my old school and give a speech about, flashcards like guys hey do you want to just really easily ace all of your exams every single semester do Anki <laughs> just do it every day and everything you learn all those facts that you have to pump into your brain as a child just just put it in Anki you know and you will not have to cram or study ever again um yeah I wish I wish that they were it was more it was more commonly used in schools um so Tell me uh, a little bit more about uh, the, the hands and move method specifically. Like what parts of it? Um, just, just so, yeah. So, um, well, so, hey, so, First of all, sorry, sorry. How long does it take you to learn a Chinese character these days? Yeah. I would say, you know, I was, I was trying to think about that. I, I probably pick up, I probably learn two or three characters two, I would say two characters a day. You know, I was trying to map this out. You know, I was like, what's, what's my current level of uh, characters, which, which I think it's 150 is, is, is good. I mean, I think I easily have 150 down. You know, we're up to 283. I, I think I'm up to 283 in the course. That's mm -hmm. the official number. But I don't, obviously I don't have, I don't know all, know, know all those characters. Um, so I would say probably two a day. I will, I might learn cover eight a day, 12 a day, but until I, until I've, you know, gone, until it's shown up in the Anki deck several times, it's not, it's not solidly in there. When you get so, it wrong, when you get a character wrong or some aspect of a character, uh, because I, what do you usually do? What's your process? Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, the good, the good news is, and that, that was one of the things about the Hansa movie method is, like if I see a character, I like okay, I, I, I can see the props, right? Because that's that's the way it works. I can see the props, and I'm like okay, 
I can see the props. All right, who's handling the props and where are they? And that's you know one of the things I talked about in the article is that those are those are all handles, right? Every one of those things is a handle to that word or that character. Um, and it's a place for your brain to grab onto and then like slowly reach over to get to the other parts. Um, and I would say, you know, half the time, three quarters of the time, I can do that. I'm like, it take, might take a while and then I'll have to click the hard button, right? Um, but there's probably uh, like a third, a quarter of the time, like, you know what? You know, if I, if I hear it or I see the, the opinion, I'm like, okay, obviously I know the set and I know the actor, mm. um, but I'm like, I don't remember what they were doing. So, um, I mean, I don't remember the props, so I can't, I can't write, I can't write it. Um, so, so. You know what I mean is once you, once that happens to you, if you don't, if you fight, so you, you recognize the props, but you, you can't think of the keyword. How do you, do you, do you go back into your scene and fix it? Or do you just keep repeating? Okay, I see. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. So every time I hit the again button, right? Especially if I if I have to hit the again button, that means I don't have it. And yes, um, what I've taken to do taken to doing is when um, this is just this is just recently is when I'm going. Th I always have the Anki deck up when I'm going through the course. Um, and so when I create a movie in the notes section, I actually type a little paragraph to myself. You know, and it's Charlie Chaplin is at Angela Merkel's office and he's, you know, looking out, he's, you know, in the alleyway behind the office and whatever. And I will even, what if I do, I bold the props and I underline the scene parts. Anyway, so, so one thing I'll do is I'll read my little notes, right? And I'll go through the, I'll go through the, the scene again. Um, the other thing that I've decided to try to do, um, is try to add a sound effect and a smell to every to every scene, um, just because those sound effects will help. And I know the smell, you know, olfactory sense is the most keyed into the memory. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Angela Merkel's office smells like beer. Angela Merkel's office, A N G, and it smells like beer. And there's an oompa band playing just because that's mm -hmm. how I decided uh, uh, Angela Merkel's office is. Um, and so that's, I'll, I'll add those special effects as, as, uh, as you call them. Um, and, that, and that, I think that helps as well because what I find is when you hit again, it was gonna show up two cards later mm -hmm. and then, then I'm like, then I've got it. And I may reply, I may replay the scene again, even though I think I've got it so that when it shows up five cards later, I don't, I don't have to worry about it. And you know, my, obviously my, uh, my goal is eventually you don't have to play the scene at all, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that, it's a great system. make sure, because it sounded like what you were doing was just like, oh, I got it wrong, okay, and not, and not fixing it and just trying. No, 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 okay. no, no, um, no, no, I, yeah, I do, I do, I do replay the scene again. Mm. Maybe try to add some details. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, well, and I think, and I think it's a good point because I think the, because I don't really, I didn't really, well, I wasn't really doing that for two word phrases, like two character phrase, two character words, mm. right? I didn't have a system for doing that, which is why 
it was, I think it was a two character word um, that those are the ones that I'm struggling with the most because I'm like, okay, what is it? What is it? But I mean, there's not really a Hansa movie method for two character words. I know you have got that, you got that thing, what's your lived experience and what's your mnemonic device, which I've started to try to do because otherwise if I just hit again and it shows up again, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to see it again and again and again. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that's the nice thing about it. Yes, if I get it wrong, I do try to, at least with the characters, mm. uh, replay the scene and add yeah. detail. The keyword is, is, is one that gets messed up a lot in the early days, you know, like, uh, especially with abstract keywords, you know, yeah. like want, uh, something like that. So it, and we, I, I like to think that we talk about that a lot throughout the first 105 lessons, 105 characters. Um, so yeah, keep trying those special effects. I'm sure that with time, you'll, you'll, you'll really grasp it. Um, so w going into the method or before you signed up or whilst you're in the trial period, say, uh, was there anything you were skeptical about? You know, no. And, no, and I think, and that's one of the things I talked about in the article is that, um, and I, I, I can see how some people are skeptical because like it, it doesn't follow the traditional, the traditional course outline. Um, but because uh, now, so even though, even though my educational background is really science, mm. I always taught the ESL kids, the English as a second language kids. So, so uh, um, I did, did get some language acquisition theory along with my science, you know, science pedagogy. Mm. Um, and so I, and because I've, you know, try to learn different languages and I took a linguistics course in college and it's just an interest of mine. When I saw the development, you know, when I saw how the course was built, I, I wasn't skeptical. I thought this is, this is novel, this is different, but it's, it's correct, right? I, I know, I know it's, I know I can see, like as I say, you, in your in your in your videos, in your supplemental videos, you make your research, you know, in the in the research behind it explicit. But I can see it, I can see it, like I can see it in SRS. I can see it in the Hansa movie method. I can see it in the whole course. You know, when you, you start off just doing sounds, and like some people might get frustrated. This is silly. Why am I just making a bunch of random sounds? Um, that happens a lot, you know. And and uh, it's so funny. Earlier on, you were saying. Um, you love those bits where we talk about our methodology and stuff. We get so many messages, not say so many, but like regular messages being like, when do I get to learn Chinese? Like where they just sign up and they, they're right. after seven minutes, they still haven't become fluent. And they're like, what's going on? Yeah. And um, you know, people want that, that quick feedback like they get from right. like Duolingo where they're like, okay, I've learned that word next. Okay. Next word, next character. But we sort of ease into it slowly. We talk yeah. about ourselves a little bit high, you know, talk about yeah. our methodology. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad you like that because uh, some people don't. Some people just want to, okay, come on, teach me Chinese, yeah. quick, quick, quick. Um, so, well, yeah. and, and, I, and I guess I see why um, it seems like y'all recommend the pronunciation course first, but don't necessarily force people to do, the, mm. to do that first because I can see how some people would be like, you know, I, wanna, I want to be able to write a character. But... Um, I did, I mean, I, I went through it because I could see 
like I say, I knew first stage language is babbling and it's just making sounds. Um, and so, and, and the other thing is, I mean, unlike, unlike a lot of languages, like the difference between, you know, right? That's a huge, you know, and the tones, that's a huge difference in Chinese. Um, so, so I knew pronunciation uh, is, is key. So, so anyway, yeah, I, I was not skeptical. I can see why, I can see why lots of people are skeptical. And I would say I was just probably well, well poised with what I already know and have studied to, to approach the course and say, this is done right. So I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. In addition to that, the SRS, and even, even more importantly, I think the whole approach to language acquisition that Manor Blueprint uses is, is fundamentally different than most language courses, and I will also say fundamentally more correct than most language courses. So yeah, definitely if someone was gonna learn Chinese, I would say Manor Blueprint method, um, especially now, you know, with the, with the, the internet is obviously the most convenient way. And with so many of us like, on lockdown, like there's, yeah, you want to try to go sit in a Berlitz classroom? Fine. Good luck with that. Um, uh, yeah, and actually I would, it, it, I would be interested in, in seeing other courses for other languages. I mean, any language I think would benefit from the structure that you all have, have put. Um, the, the whole notion, it, it's, it's what I have been saying about science vocabulary for years, right? That the way we try to teach science vocabulary is wrong. Um, and I've tried to turn it on its head. And so I think, you know, the Mandarin Blueprint method does that for Chinese. So I would definitely recommend it for, for people learning Chinese. I would also encourage anybody else who's trying to build their own language course for Portuguese or Ojibwa or whatever, you know, to look to this, uh, look to the mental blueprint method as, as a way for developing other courses. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, and I thank you very much for taking the time, uh, over an hour of your time to, to chat with us. We realize how much, how much time is, how valuable your time is. So 